but we are so grateful that Jesus is in charge. Amen. Uh, I know you probably couldn't hear the video feed, uh, the audio on the video feed earlier. We had a bit of a glitch there, so address that before next week. But we will have that video posted up on our web page for you. We encourage you to check that out, and it'll be on our Facebook page, and uh, we would check, encourage you to check it out. Awesome. Well, I want to tell you a story that happened back in November, uh, beginning of November, and uh, didn't make much news headlines, probably because the person who did it flew under the radar and maybe also because, you know, our culture doesn't often champion great Christian stories. If it was somebody in the secular media had done this, uh, everybody would be talking about it. But, you know, uh, early in November, Dave Ramsey, who many of you have heard of before, he has a, uh, a business and ministry of helping people get out of debt financially and order their finances. Uh, what Dave Ramsey and his, and his company did is that back in November, they uh, went and purchased $10 million, $10 million of people's personal debt and forgave it. That's correct. He said when he started his company 30 years ago, he said, my wife and I, he said, we're just starting to rebuild after a financial catastrophe. He said, we remember the nasty collection calls and the uncertainty of living paycheck to paycheck. He said, when we had, we had been borrowers and slaves to lenders, and there were times we daydream about all that debt just miraculously disappearing. Well, Dave Ramsey's company bought medical and car debt from two private debt collection companies to the tune of $10 million and then completely forgave it. No strings attached, no contest to enter, no hoops to jump through, just gone, evaporated. Every Ramsey Solutions team member then got to make phone calls to people and deliver the good news and hear the testimonies on the other end of the phone of people's lives being changed as their debt was wiped out. Dave Ramsey says, now you're probably thinking to yourself, why would someone do this? Why would they scoop up $10 million worth of debt and pay it off just like that? He said, well, the answer is simple, to show the love of Jesus Christ. You see, the whole completely forgiving a debt thing has been done before by him. No other gift could prepare, uh, compare to that one, he said, but we felt that this one, in a small way, could continue to pass on Christ's love. The debts of over 8,000 people were forgiven. 8,000 people forgiven because Dave Ramsey operates his company according to his values. One of Dave's values is that he hates debt. In fact, it's probably his core value that he hates debt and he wants to see people live free from debt and he wants people to enjoy life of not having the burden of debt. And so his whole organization is focused on teaching people how to live free from debt. But Dave uh, holds this value and it runs so deep that it compelled him to actually get up off the bench and to forgive people's debts as well. You see, he doesn't just talk about it. His values, his values determined his actions. I want you to remember that this morning. His values determined his actions. You know, back in 2012, we spent uh, the whole month, 12 months of the year, talking about Desert Stream's values. Every month from January to December, we took in each month 
time to focus on one individual core value that we held true as a body here at Desert Stream. Now, nearly a decade later, we're returning to those values. And one of the reasons uh, we're doing that, for me anyway, is that in the end of 2020, God started speaking to me about alignment, about having your life in alignment. It become my, it's become my word from the Lord for 2021 about alignment. And as I thought about alignment and had many words spoken over me and different things about that word alignment, uh, I thought that there's no greater place where we need to be in alignment than to our, our personal values and we as a church to our our corporate values, to the values that we hold and we espouse as a, an organization, as a church. And so, you know, I've wanted to uh, get this to bend. There we go. All right. Uh, now I can see over top of the microphone. Uh, you know, so I wanted to go back and revisit those values that we set forth in 2012. And I wanted us in 2021 to look at those values, and, and basically as we go through them month by month, uh, we're going to be uh, using that time to reflect on how we've done over the last decade, but also challenge ourselves as we go forward to be, like Dave Ramsey, a people who live and work according to our values. So that the things which we believe determine the actions that we take, so that we are a people who are motivated by what is at the core of our being. You know, values, if you were to look the word up in the dictionary, you're going to read that it says a person's principles or standards of behavior, one's judgment of what is important in life. Their judgment of what is important in life. We all have certain values that we live by. Many of those values uh, we may have inherited from our parents and from uh, the the values that they had and, and we grew up with. Some of the values that we have may be in spite of our parents. We may have looked at how they raised us and said, I'm not going to do that. How many have ever made those kind of vows before? Sure you have. And you know why? It's because none of us had perfect parents. And And guess what? If you're sitting out there today as a parent, you're not perfect either. So there may be just this possibility that your own kids may grow up and say, I'm not going to do that. That's possible. But our objective is to give to our children values that they can anchor their life on. And so many of us, that's where we got our values from. Other values we have, we developed purposefully over time. We looked at and we saw certain characteristics and other people, things that they valued, and we said, I want to value that as well. Then some of our values, we kind of all of a sudden woke up one day and realized, hey, that's important to me. That's a value in my life. And we don't even know when that happened or how it took place, but we realized, hey, I that's a value that I hold dear. And so we begin to articulate it and express it and then purposefully orientate our lives according to that value. Now, no matter where your values came from, no matter what they are, uh, we're all every day being challenged to live according to them uh, or uh, we will fail living according to them every single day. When we live consistent with our values, our life makes a great impact on those around us. When we live consistent with our values, our life makes a great impact. But when we fail to live consistent with our values, we're viewed as a hypocrite. Now, this week has been a revelation for many on the political scene. As as, uh, people have read the headlines all across the country of all of the different politicians 
that have been telling us to stay home and to practice physical distancing and to stay in your bubble and to not travel and not visit loved ones and all those things. And yet scores of them have taken off and went to Mexico, Hawaii, uh, you know, uh, St. Bart's, all of these different places. And people are outraged. People are outraged. Why? Because these people failed to live up to a value that they were telling you was important. They failed to live up to a value that they were marketing and selling to you as that which you must follow in order to defeat this pandemic that we're in the midst of. And yet they themselves did not live up to us. And when we fail to live consistent with our values, people look at us and they shout that word that we all hate to hear, hypocrite. You're nothing but a hypocrite. You see, values are important. Our values, more than anything else, uh, impact the people around us. They impact them when we live according to them, and they impact people when we fail to live according to them. Are you hearing me today? Values, unlike opinions, are a call to action. When we value honesty, integrity, courage, or liberty, for example, it impacts the very fabric of our life. And if we don't live according to them, it makes a huge difference. And, and let me show you how it works. So, for example, having an opinion that Germany was wrong to invade Poland in September of 1939 would mean that you had the correct opinion. But only being guided by your values of courage and justice would cause you to go out and enlist and to fight the oppressor. You see, it's easy to say that was wrong. You can't do that. But it's another thing to get off the bench and get involved. And if you really have that at your core value, if liberty is really at your core value, then your values are a call to action. Your values are a call to action. For centuries, churches have placed their emphasis on doctrine. Creeds have been drafted and theologies formed, which become the basis for belief and hopefully for practice. But unfortunately, too often though, doctrine... Doctrine has been a basis for belief, but not for practice. Listen to the words of James, Jesus' half-brother, one of the most famous portions of Scripture. Jesus' half-brother, because he had uh, a different father, so to speak, uh, obviously, than did Jesus. But this is Jesus' younger brother speaking, and he said this. He said, what good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith, but has no deeds? Can such a faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. James says, show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what? I do. You see, in true kingdom life, how we live is every bit, maybe even more important than what we believe. For this reason, as we venture into the coming year, we start talking about these 12 values that we hold to be true here at Desert Stream. It isn't just an opportunity for us to have a lesson in, in doctrine or in theology or in understanding these these principles or these values, but it is a call to every one of us 
to action. It is a call for, to every one of us to get off the bench and to live these values out every single day of our lives. Now, will we do it perfectly? No. Have we done it perfectly over the last decade? I would hazard to say probably not. Probably not. But being aware of how we performed in the past is one of the key things to doing better in the future, right? If we can learn from and look back on our life and say, you know, I did well here and I did well here, but not so good here or here, then we're able to go, okay, well, there's room for improvement. How many know there's always room for improvement? And how many know that by the grace of God, everybody say the grace of God, by the grace of God, we're able to do better tomorrow than we did yesterday. We're able to be more tomorrow than we were yesterday or even are today. And so as we take this journey together, it is my desire for us to realize that this is not just us talking about things in which we hold to be dear. In fact, I called this morning's message Desert Streams Valuables. They are what we hold dear. But you know what? This is a call to action. This is an opportunity for us to put these beliefs into practice. And to do it in a way that it doesn't divide the body. Because if a, if a value is rich and it's a good value, it will actually cause us to be more effective in the world. Whereas if it's something that isn't as important, uh, then it will actually cause division. You know, when it comes to doctrine, sometimes it's been more of a divisive thing than it has been something that holds us together. A person can believe, for example, that the King James is the only trustworthy translation of the scripture. But if that belief supersedes Jesus' value of love and makes it impossible for you to walk together with somebody who reads from the New International Version or the Passion Translation, then guess what? Your belief that the King James translation of the Scripture has caused you to step outside of love and therefore, as a core doctrine, it's an actual detrimental doctrine to your life and to practice. Now, there are beliefs that we should be unwilling to abandon deep beliefs, which form the basis of virtually every Christian denomination. They would include belief in the Trinity, the divinity of Christ, salvation through the completed work on the cross, uh, and the belief in the authority and the inspiration of Scripture. But these kinds of core beliefs are very few. They're very few. On the other hand, centuries of church splits and schisms have originated from our treating. Uh, doctrines which are not core doctrines as though they were core doctrines and then creating schisms. So for example, like I just said, which translation of the scripture you should use, whether the rapture is going to occur uh, before the great tribulation, whether Paul actually wrote the book of Hebrews. You know, when you make these kinds of things, the issues that you, you gather around and that, you, that you're willing to fall on the sword for, then, then you have uh, cut yourself off from the ability to live in harmony with the body of Christ. And it ends up making you ineffective as a believer. When we establish ourselves on core values rather than minute doctrine, it makes it uh, impossible for division to prevail in the body of Christ. And it provides an environment of health in which all the members of the body can grow together in the image of Christ Jesus. Amen? Praise the Lord. So when we look at our kingdom values at Desert Stream, these are things that are, are fundamental for us. These are things that are, are you know, they're not, we're not talking, you know, for us, for example, we have contemporary worship here. 
probably anybody who's been watching these broadcasts for the last year, and even if you weren't part of the church, I think it would become clear to you that that's something that we, we uh, practice and something that we, we, we value, but it's not one of our core values. You won't find in our 12 core values contemporary worship is one of our core values. It isn't something which we would look at and say, oh, this is something we, we must have, or, and if you don't have it, we can't walk together. Not true. You won't find that kind of thing in the list. You won't find a particular translation of the scripture on the list. You won't find uh, doctrines about the end times or any of those things. You won't find that on the list either. Why not? Because those things are, are peripheral. What you're going to find are things which are at the very core of who we are as a people. And they are anchors to our belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. And they are anchors to how we live out our belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. So, what are Desert Stream's 12 core values? Well, they are, we as a church, I should say, are a pretty diverse group. Um, uh, some people in our, in our community of believers, uh, this is the first church you've ever been part of. You're a first-generation believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's awesome, and we're excited about that. We think that's fantastic. We want more of those kind of people uh, in Desert Stream, Amen. Uh, but, but also many of you have come from different uh, uh, Christian traditions and different uh, you know, denominations over the years and have found a home here and have been united with other people. And when you do come from those other traditions, there's often many things doctrinal that you kind of have to put aside. You can't allow those little doctrinal ideologies to become a divisive thing in the body of Christ because God has wove us together from a, a dramatically wide variety of sources. Amen? So the key for presenting these values uh, for our, our children and, and for our neighbors and for those who uh, are around us is to understand them, embed them deep in our heart, and then live according to them. It's to understand them. That's why we're going to talk about them, one each month, Right? Uh, embed them deep in our heart, right? And that's why each one of them comes with, you know, a scripture and with uh, a line that you can kind of memorize and, and go, yep, yeah, that's, that's what we mean when we talk about love, for example, or we talk about faith. Uh, so, but it's also about giving you the tools and the understanding of how to put these values into practice in your life. So we want to help you strengthen the operation of each one of these values in your life and look at ways to enable you to share your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, your belief in Christ with other people using the values as the tools for your sharing as opposed to just a doctrine or uh, you know, a creed. We want the values that you hold true to be the things that express your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So let me tell you today what the 12 values are. And, uh, and then also over the, the course of the next week, we'll put some stuff up on our webpage, on our Facebook page, some, some things that you can download, some files that you can have that would uh, make it possible for you to have because right now we're not meeting together. We'll also print them off because we're, we're just believing God that when the 28 days is over, we're going to be allowed to get back to at least 30% capacity uh, in the house of the Lord. Someone say amen. But uh, in the meantime, we'll put these tools uh, up online for you so you can track along with us, no matter whether you're local or whether you're watching from far away. 
And uh, we want you to be able to join us in the journey of looking at these values and saying, how can I implement these in your life? And we hope and our trust is that you're going to listen. And even if you're not from uh, Desert Stream, even if you're just someone who tunes in, you're going to hear these. And you're going to say, you know what? Those are worthy of me putting in my own life as well. I need to walk according to those because those are our values which I can anchor my life upon. So let me tell you what they are. For the month of January, starting next Sunday, we are going to be talking about faith. We're going to be talking about faith. Hebrews eleven six says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's why this is a pretty important value for us. Because the Bible says, without it, it's impossible to please God. So obviously, it's a value that the Lord himself holds in very high regard. You can't please him without it. So we want you to, in your life, to be a pleasure to the Lord. And so we know that in order for that to happen, you have to have a strong foundation of faith. And so we want to help you build that. Uh, we want to help you understand that. And Hebrews eleven six 6 goes on and it says, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Yeah. Amen? And so we're going to talk about faith. It's going to be uh, an awesome month. And we thought, what a better way to start 2021 than talking about faith. And we need to face this coming year, no matter what it holds, no matter what it holds, uh, we need to face it with faith. And we need to say, Father, I believe you and your word above anything that I see in the natural. My eyes are focused on you. I'm gonna go forward in faith. Amen? In faith. For the month of February, I know this is gonna come as a surprise, but as the month of February, our value we're gonna talk about is love. I mean, it seems appropriate. It's one of our 12 values and it happens to be the month of, of Amor, Valentine's Day. February 14th, tucked in there. It's also my wife's birthday in there. So that's an important month for me. I have to have this one down pretty good. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Love. So if faith, if it's impossible to please God without faith, if that's an important core value, well, here Paul says these three remain, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest is love. Wow, even, even superseding faith. Man, that's powerful. And we have a phrase around here that expresses uh, our uh, ideology about love. We say it simply this, love is non-negotiable. In other words, we do not use uh, love as a weapon. We've never weaponized love. That if someone uh, does something or that we don't like, or if someone's upset, we don't, we don't use love and say, we'll withhold love until you conform to what we want. We never, ever want to do that. We want love to be completely non-negotiable. It's never off the table. We love, no matter what happens, no matter what you've done, we will continue to love you. Amen. In March, we're going to talk about community. And uh, we, we have a tagline we use here at the church. It says, belong to this community, build that community. Amen? So we belong here, but we belong here to impact out there. And so we want to uh, belong to this community, but we want to build that community. We want to build the community that we live in. And, uh, and we have talked about belong, believe, become as being the, the three uh, elements and ways in which we express this to our community. So we want to talk about that in the month of March, and that's going to be awesome as well. Then we get into April, and one of our values that we hold dear as well is the value of righteousness and the understanding that, that it's better to be righteous than to be right. 
And this is in here. I got to admit, this, this is in here because this is one the Lord dealt with me about for many years. I love an argument. How many people like an argument? Oh, man, I love to argue. I, it might be a dowling thing. I don't know. But um, just, you know, never, never wanted to back down from an argument. But, but here was the problem with that. I found many times in my mind, I won the argument, but I lost a friend. Right? And God, a long time ago, spoke to me about that. And he said, you know, Kevin, it's more important to be righteous than it is to be right. And I, wow. And then I went on a journey of discovering what it means to be righteous. And righteousness has a lot more to do with alignment than it has to do with purity. And as I began to discover that, wow, well, you're going to learn some stuff as we look through righteousness that is going gonna, is gonna to blow your mind, and you'll see why it's in here. It seems like an odd one. It seems almost like a, like a doctrinal one, but it's in here because of great purpose. Righteousness and being in alignment is extremely important, and so we're going to talk about that in the month of April. and May, we're going to talk about honor. We're going to talk about honor. And, you know, we often talk about, you know, honoring people, and we, we bring up dignitaries. We want to honor them. We, we honor those that God has put in leadership over us. But, you know, one of the core values we have at Desert Stream is that everyone has value. So, therefore, everyone is worthy of honor. Everyone's worthy of honor. Why? Because everyone's made in the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we want to honor all people. And we're going to talk about that uh, in uh, the uh, month of May. Then as we get into June, we're going to talk about integrity. And uh, we, we rearranged some of the orders of these from 2012. And we put this in, in, in June this time because integrity, I think, dads, Father's Day is in June. Integrity is an, is an absolute core value, I think, that every father needs to look at in their life and say, God, I need to be... Uh, an integrous individual. I need to be an integrous individual. And uh, we had a guest speaker here a number of years ago that we had, we had booked to come in, and we had one of the worst ice storms in, 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 in history. And uh, so bad that he was coming from Ottawa, his name's Barry Boucher, and he couldn't drive here. So he got, got on the train and took the train here. We had a conference booked. We had uh, several hundred people registered. I think only like 50 people could come, could even get here. And Barry came down. Anyway. I was prepared to call him up and just tell him, you know, don't bother. We're just going to cancel the whole thing. And he said, no, 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 I'll, I'll make it down. And he comes on the train. We pick him up at the train station. I said, dude, I said, why did you, you know, put yourself out like this? And he said, because. He said, I said I'd be there. Word given, word kept. And wow, that just resonated with our spirits, and that has been a value uh, that represents the concept of integrity in our house ever since. And Barry Boucher is just a, he's a, a great man of God, a great man of integrity. And when he spoke that word, it left an impact on our house that can't be erased, and so it has been there ever since. Then we move on in uh, July, talking about grace. Uh, grace is an extremely important thing. Uh, to me, but a often misunderstood thing. And, and grace is actually an empowerment from God. And we don't realize that. It's an empowerment from God. And so uh, we have a tagline. We say grace is, is empowerment to pay it forward, to be able to give to other people that which they don't deserve either, because grace is God giving me something that I don't deserve, right? And, uh, you know, uh, that's why it's called grace, a charis, a gift. It's God giving to me something that I didn't deserve. If you earned it, it's not a gift, right? 
At Christmas, we exchange gifts. They're gifts because they're given without earning them. You know, when you get a Christmas bonus, well, that's based on performance. That's not a gift. But when somebody just writes you a gift like Dave Ramsey did, writing off your debt, that is a gift. And uh, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, it empowers us to be able to go forward and do that for other people. And so we're going to talk about grace then. And then we get into August, we're going to talk about excellence. And uh, I think this is an area where Desert Stream is going to get tweaked a lot in the, in the coming year. You know, sometimes in our desire to, to be laid back and to be, uh, you know, just casual and everything else is that we forget that there's a, there's a standard that we need to operate at that God is longing for his people to uh, show. And uh, we have a, a line for this that we just say we're committed to the quest of always doing it better. You know, don't, don't let the phrase, that's good enough, get in your way. You know, you can always do it better. One of the hardest things I'm discovering about writing a book <laughs> is that you can always say it better. And so, you know, the one famous person said, to write is to rewrite. And, you know, but sometimes that can become an obsession and you have to let it go. So we're not talking about perfectionism here. We're talking about being perfected. Amen? We're talking about being perfected. And then as we move into September, we're going to talk about family. There's no place like a healthy home. October, we're going to talk about gratitude gratitude, and we uh, understand that thankfulness releases the heart of generosity. And so I believe that we're a generous people because we're a thankful people. Amen? You can be generous without being thankful, but it's impossible to be thankful and not be generous. Because when you're thankful, it flows out of you to the world around us. Amen? And then we're going to talk about intimacy, uh, the Bible says in John 15, 5, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. We can only produce fruit by being in an intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to talk about that in the month of November. And then we're going to end the year in December talking about joy. And, you know, we're just people who believe in the power of joy. You know, um, <laughs> Barry and I talk about this often, but, you know, we, we, we talk about our love for, uh, for life, joie de vie. We just believe that life is meant to be celebrated. And so we celebrate life. We celebrate life. And when you celebrate life, guess what happens? It's contagious. Other people pick up on it. So celebrate life because when you do, it's contagious and other people pick up on it and they want to be around you because you're somebody who's celebrating life. I realize in 2020, this was a challenge. And it may be a challenge in 2021 again. Uh, it's shaping up that way at the beginning of the year, that's for sure, because here we are in lockdown again for the month of January. But you know what? Here's the thing. Regardless of what's happening in the natural, we still get to wake up every day and decide how we're going to face the day. And we get to decide if we're going to be down in the dumps or if we're going to celebrate that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And when we walk out the door of our home, even if it's behind a mask or behind a plexiglass screen or over a video, it doesn't matter. If we are joyful, it's contagious and other people will pick it up. Do you hear me this morning? And so we're going to end the year talking about joy. And, you know, it's hard to talk about Christmas without joy. 
being part of the conversation. And so we want to we wanna help you over the next year take these 12 values and get them seated real deep down into your life. And we want them to uh, shape the way you operate and you function. And we certainly want them to, to, to be the, the um, foundation for how we operate in our community as a people of believers together, as a family. Amen? We're looking forward to it. It's going to be an excellent journey together. And uh, we, you know, it, it helps us because we know where we're going for the whole year. So no matter what happens, we're not going to be tempted to get sucked into the vortex of, of preaching to this issue or jumping down this you know, uh, rabbit hole or going to... No, no, no. We're focused on who uh, we have become because of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know whose we are. Now we're going to talk about who we are and our core values as a people. Amen? Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. I want you to just... Uh, pray with me in closing this morning, and I'm looking forward to what God has for us in this coming year. I'm looking forward to what God's going to do in and through his believers, his body, in the coming year, in 2021. It is going to be great. Father, we just thank you today, and is with the joy of the Lord deep in our spirits that we begin this year in the same way that we're going to end it. Father, we're looking forward to what you are going to do. We're asking for your grace, Lord Jesus, to be with us in this journey, for you to help us, Lord, to be uh, people of faith, to express great love, Lord, to be uh, uh, people who value integrity and honesty and, Father, family and, and all of the different things that we've talked about here today. Father, as we go forward in the coming year, we're anticipating you helping us to be even better at communicating these incredible values, Desert Stream's valuables, to the world. And Father, we thank you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, as you can see, we rearranged the entire stage over the last uh, week. And so some things just weren't connected up properly this morning. And it's made a few little glitches. We'll get those things fixed. And uh, we'll have that stuff ready to roll. Don't forget that we'll have the video posted up a little later uh, for you that you can watch. I encourage you to watch it. It's a great uh, New Year's video gives us a tremendous perspective as we're facing uh, this coming year. And we just want to thank you for tuning in and making this part of your weekly routine. And guess what? This year is going to be an incredibly encouraging year from this perspective and from this place. And so as you encounter people who need encouragement, there's going to be a lot of it coming forth from this house. It's going to come forth from testimonies, from worship, and from the Word. And so we encourage you to share our link, share our Facebook page, share what's happening uh, with other folks around. Get them to tune in. Build your friends up and build your, your coworkers up and build your family up by giving them something encouraging every week. And that's being here with us. So we just thank you today. The Lord bless you and have an amazing week in the Lord Jesus Christ and a great 2021. Bye for now. Hey everybody, Pastor Kevin Dowling here from Desert Stream. Just giving a shout out to you and saying thanks for joining us this week. 
We trust that you receive something out of what was shared today, and we hope that it spoke to you and that it encouraged you in this season that we find ourselves in. You know, you could do us a big favor if you would just uh, share, uh, like, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Let people know that there's a place that you found that you're getting an encouragement and hope each and every week. We hope you plan to check in with us next week, be a part of our expression again, and help spread the word that God is in control in the midst of this season. We love you. We bless you.